Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Spotlight. We're so excited to have you here today. And we've got some amazing guests with us that will be joining a little bit later. Today's show is all about healing. We, of course, have the Global Healer Summit coming up on 12-12-2020. It's going to last an entire week. And it's all about uh, healers coming together from around the globe by people coming together in love and uh, being able to raise the frequency of the planet. If you're listening to the recording you may have missed the Global Healer Summit, but good news, we've got some healers today joining us that I wanted to spotlight. And this is why I feel really passionate about healing uh, and about healers. I myself, on my journey of life, was called to be a healer. So you may be thinking, well, what does that mean? How does one become called to be a healer? Um, I just wanted to share a little bit on my journey and my story. And my hope is that maybe if you're listening right now, you've been feeling that calling too. Maybe you've been feeling called as a healer. Maybe you have some gifts and and talents and abilities um, that you could develop right now. The world really needs you. So on, on my journey of healing, I remember just being a little girl and having this desire to help the world, to help people around me, to help things and, and plants and animals to be happy. And I remembered from a very young age having this little rabbit. And I remember my rabbit got sick and bringing it inside from its outside hutch and bringing it uh, in, in this cage. And every night I would go and I would sit with this rabbit. And I would just put my hands on it and I would just pray for this rabbit to get better. And um, eventually the rabbit died. I was just devastated. I was so sad. But again, this desire me, why can't, why couldn't I have helped my rabbit? Why couldn't I help this uh, rabbit to be able to heal? And then later on as I, in, in life, as I grew older, I remember feeling the calling uh, to be able to help other people heal after a miraculous experience in which during a foot zone, my friend was able to recognize that I was having some sinus issues and she helped me um, be able to also reframe my mindset to be able to have a mindset to where my body could be healthy. And it completely changed my life. And I just wanted to share this gift with other people. So I became a foot zone practitioner. And then a few years later, I remember feeling that first sensation in my hands, like a burning or a tingling and feeling led to talk to a friend of mine about it. And and she was a Reiki practitioner and she was a Reiki master and teaching Reiki classes. And I dove into that. And I also remember times in my life where I was scared of my gifts or where I felt like they weren't okay or like I was going to be judged. I remember shortly after I got my first Reiki level certification being at a place where I was playing basketball with some other women that were at my church. And one of the women stepped on my foot and rolled her ankle and I could hear the tendon snap. And she immediately cried out in pain and crawled over to the side of the gym. And, and I was, I was thinking, well, maybe I could use my new gift to help her ankle heal. So where someone ran to get, to get ice to help her ankle, I remember asking her if I could just place my hands on her ankle. And I remember placing my hands on her ankle and feeling this heat radiate from my hands as I practiced this new Reiki skill that I had. And I remember feeling the ankle heel beneath my hands. And all of a sudden, she said, what are you doing? And I said, well, it's Reiki. And she said, stop. I think I'm better. And I remember the look of surprise on her face as she got up and her ankle had been swelling, but it was fine now. And she started walking and you would think this would have been a miraculous, amazing experience, but instead it kind of freaked her out. <laughs> she didn't know what had happened. The other people that were there with me were like, whoa, what did you do? Almost like it was something bad or wrong. And I remember feeling like I was a little bit embarrassed and like maybe I needed to hide that gift. Maybe that, that gift scared people. And I remember feeling that uh, this was something that was maybe frightening. And so over the years, I was able to realize that 
this was something that was actually a gift. And as I continued to use this talent, um, I continued to bless many people's lives, but for years I turned it off. I also remember having my ability as an empath to feel other people's emotions and thinking there was something wrong with me as a child. And so I turned that off for decades. I, I shut down my heart. I put a wall around my body so I wouldn't feel so much because I thought it was bad. But then once I started learning about healing, and started opening back up my heart, I realized that I actually had an amazing gift that by feeling other people's pain, by feeling their emotions, that I could actually help them and I could relate to them. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, maybe you can relate to some of this. Maybe you feel like you're a healer. Maybe you feel like you have gifts that you've had to hide. Maybe you feel like it's time for you to step up and help the world more. Well, today I want to introduce you to some people who have done just that. People who've had the courage enough to be able to push past their fears. The courage enough to be able to step into that space of, being able to help other people and learning the modalities to be able to do that. And these are all going to be people that will be presenting on the upcoming Global Healers Summit. So if you haven't registered for that yet, make sure you go to www.globalhealersummit.com and we're asking for a $44.40 donation that goes to help an orphanage in Nepal. And you will get lots of amazing content throughout the week from some amazing people from around the globe. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to some of my friends, some of the amazing people that are working to heal the world right now. I actually wanted to start off with Janet. So Janet, could you tell us, Janet Thurgood is joining us today from the Midwest. Janet, could you share with everybody where you're joining us from and what you're doing? Um, I'm actually from Canada, but I'm joining you from the Kansas City area. I'm a quantum healer, and I help take people to the uncharted waters of who they really are for transformation and for healing, and uh, that's what I do. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because that sounds cool, quantum healing, helping people become who they are. I, I'm sure we all want to become who we are, but what does quantum healing really mean? If somebody were to come and get a session with you, what do you do? I love that question because I get that question a lot. Lots of people don't understand what quantum is. And so my response to that is I help people deal with the non-tangible aspects of what's going on with their physical body. So there, there's many different layers and levels to you. You're not just a physical body. You're an emotional body. You're a mental body. You're a spiritual body. You're a vibrational body. And so the non-tangible aspects of why you are experiencing or manifesting sickness can have profound effects like what what you described when you put your hands on that person's ankle and they were able to get resolution instantly you transferred uh light love energy vibration into that person's body and they were able to get a really powerful result and so the non-tangible aspects come with biological consequences so that's what i help people work with yeah, I love that. And I've always, I've always said, you know, your, your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions create either a disease or health in the body. That's, uh, that's uh, just something that if people can understand that, I think that we could all be so much healthier because we can trace it back to the emotion. We can trace it back to the thought. And Janet, I just, I wanted to ask you, how did you get into this? Because <laughs> I think you've got quite the story. And Again, I just felt so called to do this show because I feel like there's somebody out there or people out there that need to hear these experiences, that need to know that there are people that have taken their healing experiences and turned it into opportunities to help others. And here's why this is so important. I really believe that fulfillment and joy in life come when we can share our gifts with others when we can take the experiences that we've had and turn them into purpose. In fact, there's an emotional equation by a gentleman named Chip Conley. He wrote a book called Emotional Equations. And he said, suffering minus meaning equals despair. So suffering minus meaning equals despair. But suffering plus meaning equals purpose. I think a lot of the times the healers and some of the healers that are on here today, I know this is true for, is we have these things that happen in our life. They're less than ideal. We go through some kind of suffering but we find meaning to it. So um, could you just share a little bit of your story? Why did you get into this? What is your background? Yeah. Um, well, like you said, you said there's probably a lot of people out there 
that are looking for answers and they're looking for different things that they can try because we've, we've become so disillusioned by, the, by what we have at our fingertips with the medical model that people just want other things. And I was one of those people who was spiraling out of control in this big black hole, like a literally a big black vortex. I had Lyme's disease. I had um, five other autoimmune illnesses and I was dealing with um, health challenges that were out of my control and I needed help and I wasn't getting it. And I was looking and searching and seeking. I went through that for 25 years and um, there, I got to a point in my life where I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, it, it might be better for me to just end it because I, my quality of life was so um, depleted. And uh, anyway, I had a series of near-death out-of-body experiences as a result of adrenal failure. And I didn't go to heaven. I didn't talk to angels, but I did get perspective. I got a perspective that I really needed away from my physical body. And the perspective that I got was, oh my gosh, I thought I was that physical body. So when I stood there looking at my body laying inanimate, literally on the ground, and people were trying to revive this lifeless body, and I was out of it and away from it, I asked the question, who am I? And when I asked that question, I was able to get very clear and specific details as to the other non-tangible aspects of myself that were outside of my body, um, that actually dwell within my body now. But um, I, you don't have to have a near-death experience to understand this work and to engage in it. And that's what I teach my students now is how to connect with four main connections. That is a connection to God or deity, a connection to them, their higher self, the self that is not your mind self or your brain self or your body self, a connection to truth, meaning resolved beliefs that are, when you have unhealthy beliefs, it has biological consequences and a connection to truth. Um, and so when I started to learn that, I, I began getting really good results and my symptoms started melting away before my eyes. And so now that's what I do is I help take people to um, to the innermost parts of who they really are, that infinite part of themselves that like if you were to step away from the body right now and step into infinity, your infinite self, that conscious part of you that goes on forever, that part of you knows how to heal your body completely and totally. Mm, wow, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. And we'll hear more from, from uh, all of the people I'm interviewing as we go throughout the show. We're going to be asking some questions, but Janet, thank you so much for sharing that. What a miraculous story. And I'm really glad that you were able to have those experiences and that now you can be blessing so many people's lives with what you're doing. Thank you so much. And um, speaking of blessing people's lives and medical miracles, I want to bring on our, our next guest, which is Jeff O'Driscoll. Jeff, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great to be with you, Allison. Yes, and I should say Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll. So, Jeff, could you share with us where you're joining us from today and how you are helping the world heal right now? I'm in Utah right now. Um, I was an emergency physician for 25 years part of that black vortex that uh, Janet referred to in the medical system. And uh, I help people heal their physical bodies, but I never really thought of myself as a healer. Um, I started having my communication gifts as a teenager shortly after the death of my brother in a farm accident. And then years later, I had some really challenging, difficult uh, experiences for, I was really in the darkness for a few years. I could really resonate with what you said, Allison, about turning it all off for a while. Just couldn't manage uh, the communications and the empath empathic feelings uh, for a while. But when I stopped practicing medicine in the ER, um, and I started to share some of the experiences I had in the emergency department, like seeing souls leave their bodies when they die and communicating with them before they le left this realm, and when I started to share some of those experiences and when I wrote my book, people started to reach out to me and I realized that when I was talking with them about it, sometimes I'd get downloads about how to help them on their spiritual journey on to find their authentic path to connect with their higher self. And it was at that time, I first had a friend who told me, he looked at me one day and he said, I think you're a healer. <laughs> I said, Oh no, no, I can't be that. And, uh, then through a series of experiences, 
I learned that I had some, some gifts to help people heal their souls, their spirits, to find their authentic path, even though I'm not helping them heal their bodies much anymore in the ER. Wow, that's incredible. And, um, you know, one of the things that came to my mind, and I just want to, I want to rewind back to this a little bit, because you said there was a time when it just was hard to feel so much. And I know a lot of healers are also empaths. A lot of healers have this ability to feel the things around them. I remember being at the, um, I just went to some Mayan ruins in Tulum, Mexico a couple of days ago. And as I was there, all of a sudden, and I, I think there was just a lot of energy there anyway. I could feel the ocean and the waves and the lizards that were there. I could feel the people around me. I could feel, and it was just almost overwhelming a little bit. And I remember getting back to the car and having my husband, Gerald, said, well, what are you feeling right now? And I said, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. And he said, well, why don't you try? All of a sudden, these tears started streaming down my face. And I said, I felt the ocean and I felt the wind and I felt the people and I felt that woman that wanted us to buy something from her. And I felt the love she had for her family and the concern and the money she needed. And I felt... And I just kept going. It was like probably 10 minutes long. And I was describing all the things I was feeling right then. And then I remember, um, I remember uh, just turning to my husband saying, well, what are you feeling right now? And he said, oh, I'm feeling great. I feel the air conditioner on my skin, the sun on my face. And I'm just, I'm just feeling, I'm just and thinking like, well, why can't I feel like he feels right now? I can so relate with that, Allison, because I was in Paris uh, several years ago and I was in the catacombs. I don't know if any of you have ever been in the catacombs in Europe, but uh, they ran out of places in the graveyards in, in uh, Paris uh, centuries ago, and they exhumed all the remains of the bodies and reinterred them in, the, in a mine, a, 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 a quarry underneath the city. And, and there's the bones of about 6 million people in the catacombs under Paris. And I was down there, and the bones and the skulls are reverently stacked up uh, in various places. And I was feeling what you described. I was feeling all of those people. And this one friend of mine, he looked at me, he goes, what's going on? And I tried to explain to him. He just couldn't understand. I said, come here. He came over close to me. I took his hand and I placed it on one of the skulls that was right there. Yeah. And he, he just couldn't feel it. And yeah. I was feeling all of them. Um, so I, I so relate with what you just described. Yeah. And I think, I think the real, um, I don't want to use the word challenge, but I think the thing that I've learned throughout the years is that this can be a gift, can be a gift to be a healer, to feel a lot of things. It's just learning modalities and tools and techniques and ways to be able to use that. Um, and for me, like I'm such a contribution-based person and I think every healer on this call is and people that are called to be healers have this desire to help the world become a better place. And if I can see how my gifts can help somebody else with their healing or can help the world become a better place, then suddenly, again, it, it everything comes together in a way that's beautiful. And rather than being a burden, it's a gift. So thank you so much for sharing, Jeff. We'll come back to you in a minute. Um, I would love for you to share more about your book before the end of the show. So we'll make sure we come back to you for that. Um, Jeff's book's amazing. I highly recommend reading it. I want to introduce next uh, Jill Diamond. Jill's actually joining us from over the pond. So Jill, I would love for you to share with people exactly where you're joining us from today and what you're doing to help the world heal. Are you there, Jill? Hello. Yes, I'm Jill Diamond, um, also known as the Energy Artist. I'm in the UK on, um, on the river, on the River Thames, near London. Um, I create energy tools and artworks that harness positive high-frequency energies. And I show the techniques on how to access these frequencies to balance your own personal energies. Um, often when you tell somebody you're an artist, the first question they ask is, what medium do you work with? Um, I work with paint, crystals, lights, resin, gemstones and precious metal. But my main medium is positive energy. And people really do feel the energy from my work, um, even over the internet, which 
I have to say, st still intrigues me how that can happen. It's, I think it's amazing. Um, I don't wish to sound too woo-woo about it, but I've, I really feel blessed to have been given this modality to work with. Um, and it's the, it's the final combination of these elements with my spiritual experiences and learnings that, that create the, ma the magic of everything together. I really believe that. That's so beautiful. Um, and I love, I, make, that, I love that you're bringing up frequency, Jill, because, um, and, and we're, we're losing you a little bit. The connection's not um, awesome. So if you want to turn off your, your video, we're actually um, meeting on Zoom and then it's okay. out through the radio waves. But um, I love that you brought yeah. up frequency. And the reason why is because everything is made of frequency. Everything is. Our thought yeah, exactly. has a frequency. Um, you know, this floor that I'm sitting on has a frequency. I I'm sitting on the floor right now in the closet at the uh, retreat center <laughs> where we're doing our retreat so I can have better sound in here. But everything around us, people carry a frequency, animals, stones, um, everything has a frequency. Places like Jeff and I were just talking about. So I, my question for you, Jill, is when did you first start feeling frequencies? Oh, yeah, it's a very interesting question. Um, I mean, I, I had, a, had a couple of sort of moments in my life which have been major turning points, as I'm sure most of us here have. Um, and I became, more, over the last few years, really aware of how everything is a frequency, whether it's electricity, money, the sun, the wind, the water, um, and every, and they they all need to be harnessed and redirected. And within within us, we all have so many energy systems, chakra system, endocrine system, nervous system, etc., etc., etc. It goes on. So I make an energy balancing tools, and then show people how to use them. Um, it's a little difficult to explain without the visuals, but um, I make cheese stones. There's two different types of cheesestone. There's a palm stone where you hold um, the, cl the crystal cluster in your palm and then you can access the energy through your palm. The real superpower of the cheesestones is the mudra stone where there is a fabulous crystal cluster that again you hold in your palm and it's attached to a chain which has a pendulum on the other end to ground you. And um, my artworks, which all carry the same energy. And in the past, I, I thought all, all these aspects of my life were separate. You know, I, I would make things and I would be an artist and I had a spiritual side as well. But it wasn't until the spiritual side really started to develop. I had a, in 2008, um, I had a, a life-changing year where I graduated from a 20-year marriage and from there sort of started to enjoy my newfound freedom. So I went, I took myself off to what I consider my spiritual home, Hawaii. I went to America. I became a Karuna Reiki master, mined Herkimer diamonds in New York. I met a friend who lived on a mountain in Pennsylvania, a very remote spot. And while I was staying there, I asked, I'm not quite sure who I asked at the time because I didn't didn't have the, the knowledge that I have now, but I asked if I could be given a symbol. Um, I was a wildlife artist at the time and I wanted to have a symbol that I could use in my artwork to combine it with my spirituality. I felt I needed to create something in my work beyond photographic representation. So I... I got a message through the images of simple shapes and this began the development of the symbol that is now my entrance to the high energy portal. And I remember that night sitting outside with my friend on this remote mountain and the sky was as black as I've ever, as I could have imagined. And the stars were just so three dimensional. I didn't know it was possible to have so many stars in the sky. And, it was, it was almost as though I was getting this message to say, you've got what you asked for. Now you're going to move into a, a new dimension. And that was 12, 13 years ago. So since then, 
the development of the work I now am doing has come from, I think, from that moment on the mountain. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think probably all of us um, on this radio show today and many people listening have had one of those transformational moments. I remember for me, it was, it was after doing yoga one day, just in my master bedroom and laying in Shavasana and just saying, God, I surrender. And all of a sudden I felt this shift within my body and then things started shifting in my life and I can all trace it back to that moment, to that moment of surrender. So that's so beautiful. Thank you, Jill. Um, I have two other healers on here that I want to introduce before break. We've got to go to break in about two minutes. And when we come back, I'm going to have them share their story of how they got into healing. But I just wanted to briefly introduce uh, Jody Curtis. Jody, could you uh, share with us where you're joining us from and what is your healing modality? Hi there. Um, well, I am a reverend and a teacher of the science of mental physics. So uh, th this is actually teaching people that they are their own best teacher. It's the science of feeling and feeling into oneself. And it actually activates the endocrine system and creative powers in life and brings together just the body, mind and spirit in, mm -hmm. in wholeness. I love that. And I can't wait till we come back and hear how you got into that. Actually, I know how you got into that, but I can't wait for you to share it with everybody else. And uh, then Anne Fernandez. Anne, um, hello. We're so glad to have you here. Where, where are you joining us from today? And what is your healing modality? Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, so I am right now in Southern California. I am up in the mountains near Big Bear. And um, wow, I... I I was trying to come up in the last couple of years with one title or description for the things I do, because over 40 years I've gathered so many different skills and mediums and ways to help people and heal. Um, so for right now, the title is going to be Cosmic Shamanism. Mm, I love that, Cosmic Shamanism. And uh, you have an incredible story, Anne, which I'm excited for you to share when you get back. Anne also has a TED Talk out. She has a book published. So she is a true master healer. And when we come back more from these amazing healers around the globe, so don't go anywhere. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you're listening to Spotlight. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. And today we're celebrating healers all over the globe. And I've got a few of them today on the call with you. Uh, the purpose of today's radio show really is to be able to help 
those of you that are feeling called as healers or those people right now that are wanting to help the world to be able to step up. I know that so often I hear people now with coronavirus and with politics going on around the world and health challenges and the economy. I hear people saying, well, I feel like I'm out of control. And what I really want you to hear is that you're not. And even if you are feeling out of control right now, there's always ways that you can take control of your health, you can take control of your emotions, you can take control of your um, mental thoughts as well. And uh, as several healers on our show are sharing today, and I know there's those of you out there right now that are feeling called to step up as healers. I know that there, there is someone out there that's feeling that call inside of them right now, that they want to help the world, that they want to do more. And as you listen to this show, you will be inspired with ideas of how to do that. As you listen to the stories of the people that are on here and learn how they stepped into, into being these global healers and every single person on this call, I just want to bring this up. Every single person on this call has been able to make a living being a healer, helping to heal the world. And I think that for a lot of healers, that's a hard thing to do. So just know that you are in good company here on the show today. You're here with people that have learned how to live their life serving and helping and healing the world. So without further ado, we heard from some amazing healers pre-break. And I would love to dive into briefly Jody Curtis's story. So Jody, um, could you just remind us again what it is you're doing to help heal the world? And, and how did you get into this? What inspired you? Okay, thank you, Allison. Um, I am a reverend and a teacher of the science of mental physics, and they are ancient Himalayan teachings um, passed down from master to student for thousands of years. And what ultimately brought me to discovering this work was I was diagnosed at age 31 with stage four blood cancer. Um, it was a, a moment that, you know, rocked my world. And from there, just set me off on a path of learning about every possible natural healing modality that I could find. And then um, after several months of that, I, in meditation, I was actually guided to do chemotherapy. I, I did not at the time believe that that was something that would heal me. I really didn't understand why I was guided to do it. In retrospect, I see that now I have a very broad perspective of all the different healing modalities. And so um, I went through that whole process. I ended up being guided out to the Mojave Desert in California, where I currently live, to work at the Institute of Mental Physics, not even really knowing what it was, and uh, began un as started as their website designer and then began uncovering the work, which is what I was really there for. Uh, and it, 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 these amazing teachings that work on writing the endocrine system, um, all the hormones in the body, it, uh, it's breath work, meditation, um, spiritual understanding, sound healing. It's the combination of all this, this work that actually activates the entire system. And after doing the work, I went on to have a child at age 41 that the doctor said would not be possible. So I, I know that it is possible and, um, and it's great work. And I'm just really happy to be being able to be sharing this and, and teaching others. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that journey. And uh, I know that there are a lot of people who have struggled with cancer or know somebody who has. So I love hearing your story and I love hearing how you use that to now be able to help other people. Thank you so much for what you're doing, Jody. And Anne, Anne Fernandez, where are you joining us from today? Yes, hi. So great to be here with everyone else. I am in Southern California. I am up in the mountains where it's beautiful, but a little chilly. You are a cosmic shaman. So how, yes. how did you become a cosmic shaman, Anne? Well, so my journey started out uh, on a small village in a, on an island in the Caribbean where I was born and raised. And uh, not having uh, stores or other things to um, distract us, you know, nature and everything we had around us really um, was what uh, not only fed us uh, physically, 
but spiritually as well. Um, and so being exposed to this uh, space in nature, I didn't realize it till I was an adult that I was already meditating as a child running through sugarcane fields and climbing fruit trees and just having that sort of environment in the connection with nature. Um, however, I feel almost like my journey to healing started, and when I say the other way around, I mean, it all started with all these spiritual experiences. So I was having, waking up at night as a child, uh, seeing you know spiritual beings at the foot of my bed, um, just being connected to nature. I was getting all these downloads, but I didn't have words for it. I didn't understand it. I, I didn't know what was happening with all of that. So years later, uh, my family decided to come to America. And now I'm a 15-year-old that's just thrown into this culture um, and just trying to kind of find my way. But the one thing that was always consistent that kept uh, surfacing was this being in nature. So I would always find a beach, I would always find a tree, I would always find some place, and it would really help me to reconnect with the whole spiritual realm and I'm my own you know, spiritual awareness. Um, so that's kind of where things started. So I, I set out on this journey unknowingly that, wow, I've had all this spiritual experience and all this download, what do I do with it? How do I share this with people? And so like most of you said, I, I, I kind of hid it for a long time. I was afraid of what people would say or think if I said, oh, by the way, there's the spirit guide standing beside you and they want you to know this, you know. So I really held back for a long, long time. But it kept happening, you know, consistently. Um, so I started a search. I would join every religion I could think of. <laughs> I went to the Monroe Institute. I, I studied with shamans. I, I did all this stuff, just trying to find a way to channel all of this stuff to help others um, and not feeling discomfort with it. So what finally happened was, you know, I always say the universe listens. And I said, okay, I want to be on this path to not only help myself to expand my awareness, but to help other people. And the universe just hit me with a two by four. It was like, okay, we've been sending you all these subtle messages for a long time and you weren't paying attention. So I was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, um, and you know, it was like a domino effect, all of these things. And I remember sitting in the doctor's office and when I first heard the news, I was in shock. And, um, but immediately it was like this strong inner voice that says, do not take the medicine. And so I looked at the doctor and he said, okay, I can give you this, 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 and this. And I said, hold on, I'll be back. So I ran out to my car. I closed the windows, the doors, and I just screamed at the top of my lungs. And I said, why me? I am active. I scuba dive. I climb trees with kids. I rope, work on ropes courses with children. I do all these things. And now my body has shifted into this space. And when I shouted out that, why me? It suddenly started to come to my, you know, to surface, to my realization that, okay, through this process of your own healing, you're going to now use all these things that you've learned over your lifespan to help others. So to bring it all together, um, I have, I use clinical hypnotherapy, meditation, you know, Reiki, um, you know, taking people on spiritual journeys as a shaman. And when someone comes to see me, I immediately understand what it is I'm supposed to, which modality I'm supposed to use for them. So it can differ, you know, with each person, depending on what their needs are. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I just... Let that person show up or speak to me, and immediately I'm guided. 
Yeah, thank you. That's amazing. And I love that. I, I am similar now too. that when I work with people, I've learned so many modalities that one just kind of pops into my mind or there's something that I can use. So I love that. And I love hearing what you have done to be able to study and acquire those uh, talents and those gifts. And um, again, everybody that we're featuring today is going to be sharing and teaching with, um, uh, with us on the Global Healer Summit coming up on 12-12-2020. It lasts that whole week. I just found out there's going to be a lunar eclipse on 12-14 too. And when I was meditating on when to have the Global Healer Summit, this these dates came so strongly to me. So that whole week, there's going to be a huge shift in the frequency of the planet. And I know that those of us joining the Global Healer Summit are going to feel it. And Anne will be guiding us in a meditation um, on Sunday, 12, 13, 2020, uh, the same day that we'll be hearing from um, amazing other spiritual leaders. We're going to be hearing from Michael Beckwith, um, the founder of Agape. We're going to be meditating and hearing from Elliot Rowe, who's a top hypnotherapist from Master Co. If you don't know Master Co, just Google Master Co and you'll see him. So and then uh, the whole week, we're opening up Zoom after our two days of meditation on 12-12-2020 and 12-13-2020 to learn from all of these amazing healers. So in a moment, I'm going to have each of you just share with us what you'll be teaching at the Global Healers Summit. And um, what's one tip that you would leave us with, as well as your contact information um, for for those who want to get a hold of you or maybe have missed the Global Healer Summit or listening to this um, broadcast after the Global Healer Summit or who weren't able to attend in person. But before we do that, um, I just wanted to introduce for a couple of minutes, uh, she's unfortunately not going to be able to join us to present on the Global Healer Summit, but she is a staple on this show. Lori Richens does the Family First segment, and Lori herself is also a healer. So Lori, I just wanted to give you a brief opportunity to introduce yourself and what you're doing um, in the world. And actually, before we go to Lori, I just remembered, I'm getting little messages here that um, Jeff O'Driscoll, Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll, uh, does have to hop off here in just a few minutes. So um, immediately after Lori goes, we'll turn it over to Jeff. And Jeff, you can share what you'll be teaching at the Global Healer Summit. So Lori, um, could you let people know the healing that you're doing in the world right now? Yes, thank you so much. I've just so enjoyed hearing everybody's experiences. I just want to share a brief experience that I had on my path to help and serve other people and uh, to get well either personally or to fortify their families. And many years ago, after a healing crisis of my own, I asked the Lord if He would bless me with the gift to help others heal. And it sounds like that's very much a blanket kind of desire that those of us on the phone have. And um, I happened to be at an exp at a, an event where I needed to leave and, and go home early because I wasn't feeling well, but I kept having this impression to take my bottle of, or to, to go to this person's home and to bring some peppermint oil, but I didn't have any oil with me, and so I hesitated to do so, but nevertheless, I stopped at this person's home to check on her and found out that she was quite ill. Now, what was important is she was suffering from um, advanced stages of cancer, and I asked if I could serve her. And so I had my husband bring some oils so that I could help her. And I just want to share this one simple experience. As I was working with her, I had this distinct impression, um, um, a visual that I could see in my mind of her being slapped hard across the face. And I'm going to call her Sue. And I asked Sue, I said, Sue, have you ever been slapped on the right side of your face? And she said, yes. And at that moment, I felt two people spiritually enter the room and they stood and kind of were watching over my friend Sue and me. And I said, how many people were involved with that? How many people were in that space when that happened? And she said, two. So there were two plus her. And I said, well, one of the people here is your mother. And I said, was your mother involved? And she said, yes, my mother's the one who slapped my face. And I said, well, I can tell you, I can feel how sorry she is for what she did. And what you choose to do with that is up to you. But she wishes it had never been done. 
And I want you to know that I know that the body and spirit has an imprint of all of our life experiences. And part of the work that I do is I help address the things that are unresolved in a person's life so that they can clear that and they can become healthier and stronger and their families can be fortified. So she was able to address that emotionally and spiritually, what had happened with her mother many, many years before and shortly after this woman ended up dying. So there are lots of ways that we can help each other heal. And I just want to leave that with you, that if we're going to fortify our families, we need to clear some of those painful experiences that we've had so that we can move on into the next life or just fortify the family that we have here now. So it's a pleasure to um, listen to everybody. It's been a wonderful show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lori. And um, just a couple of things. As we heal ourselves, we will heal those around us. And you mentioned healing our families. And as we heal ourselves, our children will heal, our parents will heal, our brothers and sisters will heal. It just happens. So if you're pausing or delaying doing a healing work or becoming a healer, just know that if it gives you more courage to step into that, know that as you do, the people around you will be blessed. And here's the other thing that I want you to just hear uh, really clearly right now. Every single healing modality started with a person's desire to help the world and the time that it took for them to connect to God and to source and to the universe. So think about every single healing modality on this planet right now started with one person whose desire was to help others heal. And they took the time to meditate and to pray and to connect with source. So just, just think about that. All right, as we close our show out today, I want to turn it over first to Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll. If you could just share with us briefly what you will be training on at the Global Healers Summit and what's a, a tip, a piece of advice that you'd leave us with as well as your contact information, Jeff. Yes, um, I'm going to be talking a bit about those inadvertent messages we send ourselves every day when we talk about what we're becoming. We're becoming fit, we're becoming thin, we're becoming smarter, whatever it is, we forget that the inadvertent message we always send ourselves with those statements is, you're not that now. And so I'm going to be talking, I'm going to talk about releasing becoming and embrace being. And, uh, one of the things that helped me with that was uh, one time I was getting ready to speak to a large group of people and I asked for the message and it came very clearly. Tell them they're enough. Tell them they're loved. Tell them they're divine. When we really understand those three things, we can go forward in being instead of always thinking about becoming. Uh, my website, uh, you can find me at helpingsoulsheal.com and you can find my uh, my book, Not Yet, is on Amazon internationally. It's domestically. It's also on my website with my other books and my artwork and my mentoring. And that's an easy way to find me and my books, helpingsoulsheal.com. Um, do you remember the day and time you're presenting, Jeff? I did not pull up that schedule before. Well, let's see. Um, I think I have the schedule here. It's on Monday, December 14th at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Jeff. I know you have to run. And just a reminder that uh, for those of you who join us for the Global Healers Summit, www.globalhealersummit.com, all of your ticket proceeds go to help uh, the orphanage in Nepal that we're working to fund, raise a new building for them. And um, you also get to participate in a day of meditation and prayer on 12-12-2020 as well as 12-13-2020, joining with us from master healers from around the globe. And then we're opening up Zoom for the next week, the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. And uh, we're going to be learning from healers all over the globe. So we've only got about four minutes left, but I would love for everybody to share what their topic is that they're going to be talking at the Global Healers Summit as well as how people can get a hold of you. Anne. Yes, hi. So I will be on 12, 13, uh, 20 at 3, 3 p.m. And I will be talking about uh, what it's like to be walking the path of the shaman. Um, and I always ask people, you know, there's two questions that a shaman will ask themselves. It's like, uh, who are you and what is your purpose? Uh, and usually it's, that's why I would say everyone is a shaman, because I know most of us here at least have asked ourselves that question. Um, and then I'll be doing a guided meditation 
um, that will hopefully help people to recognize the sacredness with the connection with everything, with nature and with each other. So mm -hmm. we'll be doing a very grounded, earthy kind of meditation. I um, love that. And how can people get a hold of you, Em? So um, they can reach me. Um, my email actually is ionsanne, I-O-N-S-A-N-N-E at gmail. And I also have uh, some talks that I've done on YouTube, and that is uh, Wisdom Talks with Yasmin Ann, Y-A-S-M-I-N-E-A-N-N-E. Thank you so much for being here. Jody. Okay, great. Um, I will be presenting on Wednesday the 16th at 10 o'clock Pacific time, and I'm going to be teaching on how to activate joy in your body and create a life you love to live. I'm, and I'm going to be teaching the eight key breaths of the science of mental physics, along with some uh, sound healing and affirmations. And one thing I wanted to leave people with is just to the understanding that whatever the creator is, we are that in human form. And so we are in co-creation with source at every given moment. So what we think matters. Just got the chills when you said that. <laughs> All right, Janet. I will be speaking on Monday the 14th at 10 a.m. I think I'm the first speaker on that day. So um, I'm excited. I'm going to be presenting, uh, teaching people about the number one cause of human suffering is that people don't know who they are. So I'm going to teach you how to identify with your infinite higher self, the highest version of you, not your intellectual self, not what's going on in your brain, not your personality, but um, infinity within you because the beauty of that is that like nothing can threaten infinity. If you, if you can learn how to create an identity for yourself based on um, something that cannot be limited, it cannot die, it cannot lose anything and it can't run out of time, um, it'll change your life. And because nothing can threaten infinity. So I'm going to teach you guys how to tap into that. And I'm really excited about that. Um, we're going to learn all kinds of really amazing tools and tips and techniques. How, how can people get a hold of you, Janet? Um, best way to get a hold of me is through my website, janetthurgood.com, J-A-N-E-T-T-H-U-R-G-O-O-D.com. Thank you so much for being here, Janet. And Jill, what will you be presenting on and how can people get a hold of you? We've got about 50 seconds left. Okay, <laughs> right. I'm going to be showing how to use the chi stones, the energy tools, the palm stones and the mudra stones. And then I'm going to share four techniques to balance your personal energy and bring yourself into alignment. So this will help you connect to your higher self and become the best version of yourself because it's all about you and getting the best from yourself. This will be using the four F's te technique. The essential F ingredients for happy, healthy energies are flow, force, frequency, and feel. Oh, I love that. And how can people get a hold of you, Jill? Um, I'm going to be on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I think it's 6 o'clock GMT. And they can get a hold of me at my website, which is art, A-R-T hyphen body hyphen soul dot com. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for joining us for Spotlight. Hopefully we'll see you on the Global Healers Summit. I'm Allison H. Larson. Thank you. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show. Find out what's happening on the...